Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back, you guys. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment and then some. I think I found it. Okay. The prostate, you mean? Yes. I think I did too. The prostate is located okay. just below the bladder. Uh-huh. Which is why, you know, as you get older, you know, forget it. You have to pee a lot. If it's an enlarged prostate, it's Correct. putting pressure on the bladder. Right. So it's just below the bladder. Big big boy and big girl pants, everybody. And it's just in front of the rectum. You know. <laughs> <laughs> rectum? Damn near killed him. All right. Him. Okay. All right. <laughs> That one never gets old. I, uh, you know, my wife had a colonoscopy last week. Oh yeah, that's and right. One of the the nice things is, uh, just like when you get headshots, they show you all the images after, and oh, and they even denote, they didn't do that with me. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't. Well, you could watch them. You probably if you went want to, to some bush league colonoscopy place. How dare you? <laughs> I just have a feeling you were like, you probably got a group on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. No shame in saving a buck. <laughs> Whatever. He's like, no, but I'm in med school. <laughs> anyway, they give us this paper. And, you know, Lou's coming to, you know, she's in the recovery room. And we look at these papers. And on them are, in color, various images, probably about 12 different images. Very, like, MRI-ish. Yes, but the in color makes it a touch different. And then it just says right below it what you're looking at. So it it, it will tell you where this is. Wow. Yes. And like they're using all the words, you know what I'm saying? Like Uranus, et cetera, sure. planet talk. They're doing all of it. And then it's like, really? That's that. Huh. And then he's coming in and he's like, all right, we'll just look at these. And then he shows you and he's like, don't worry, that black thing that you see there, that's actually the camera. Um, and so that's just in frame. That's why that looks that way. But yeah, my goodness, you see all wow. this. Yeah, no, stuff. I remember the first time I had an MRI of my head. It is the strangest thing because it's all in color. Oh, it is in yes. color, huh? Oh, I didn't know that. And okay. then you can see like your profile. I could actually see my face and I can see my hair, my, you know, and then you see inside your brain. <laughs> like you see, like Whoa. inside your skull. Hey, wait, do they see what it's you're crazy. <laughs> I hope not. Anyway, wow, that's crazy. All right. Well, what are we doing? Uh, this is music news. Oh, that's right. Hey, let's make it official. What do you say? Okay. Woo. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music with Donna Valentine Yee-haw! and Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This, this is the beat. beat. Steve is making big nose jokes, and she and I, I find both it make nose jokes about each other. Very offensive. I just said maybe like with the MRI, did they then go to the next slide and say, "And here's the rest of the nose." Okay. <laughs> it was profile. <laughs> I, I know, once, right? Listen, right? We, Don and I make mean. fun of each other's noses. Okay. Listen, I once had an editor. It's more you than me. I once had an editor mm-hmm. who 
female, Hannah, who said, do you know how I know you're coming toward my editing bay? And I said, no. And I fell right into her trap. And she said, I see your nose cross the doorway. (laughs) I was like, whoa. Wow. Hey. A lot of ribbing going on around here. Tell you that right now. Stevie Nicks. Uh, She was recently in concert. And, you know, um, Christine McVie passed away not too long ago, who was her bandmate, bestie. And she had a little something for Taylor Swift. She had a she had a message for Taylor Swift. Here's what she said. Thank you to Taylor Swift for doing the same thing. And that is writing a song called You're on Your Own Kid. That is the sadness of how I feel. As long as Chris was even on the other side of the world, we didn't have to talk on the phone. We really weren't, you know, phone buddies. It was like and then We'd go back to sleep with Matthew and we'd walk in and it would just be like, little sister, how are you? And it was like, no, never a minute had passed. Never an argument in our entire 47 years. Never. Aww. But it was the two of us, the two of us were on our own kids. And now I'm having to learn to be on my own kid by myself. So you help me to do that. Thank you. So the song is called You're On Your Own Kid by Taylor Swift. I'm not familiar with the song. So I went and I looked up the lyrics and I'm like, huh, it just goes to show you that lyrics mean different things to different people. Totally, totally. Because I would never have made the connection of the passing of a friend to that song. Lyrics mean different things to different people. They used to teach us a thing in, uh, gosh, I forget the name of the college class, but it was something where we were doing a deep dive into literature and words and art and all of that. And the, the phrase that they mentioned that I always remember is negotiated meaning. Yes. So the artist writes, yes. writes the song, creates the movie, but it really right. works in song. They write these lyrics, and it's and then you'll hear them say it later on TRL. Hey, I wrote this. This was about my buddy Bobby growing up, and we used to do this. And you have created an entirely different meaning that didn't have anything to do with that. And your it hits home this way for right. you because as the consumer, the right. art consumer, you get to take that and do whatever you want do with whatever it. You want with it? Yeah, mm-hmm. like That's- that Celine Dion song. You know the one. My heart will go on. Yes. Every time I hear it, I think of my dad. The Titanic song. Yeah. Yeah. And just think about losing my dad. Why I'm do sure... you think you think of him during that? Were, did, I don't was, know. Did you watch that movie with him? No. Was there, did you nope. listen to the song with him? Just Nope. Nope. Hmm. I just happened to be in the car one day. Maybe I was thinking of him at the time, and then the song came on, and I'm like... And it's like it imprints on you then. Yes. Because then yes. any, any other time that you listen to it, it feels that way. Right. So weird. Anyway, speaking of uh, Stevie Nicks, this is interesting. Joe Jonas, and 
I'm not going crazy. This Joe Jonas revealed that he cried during the song Landslide at a Stevie Nicks concert when he found out the news that his younger brother, Nick Jonas, was going to be a judge on The Voice. And he cried out of jealousy. So he was on a um, Dak Shepard's podcast, and he said that's when he found out the news. He, w- he was at a Fleetwood Mac show, actually. Okay. He said it was the most picturesque setting. And I was so jealous that I cried my eyes out to that song. So apparently, no, Joe was a coach on Australian Voice for uh, one season in 2018, which he realized during that time that his brother was actually more qualified to do the job. But I guess they're competitive and they go out and um, try out for the same jobs. You know, like I think they both tried out for a role in Wicked, the same role. Hmm. And they figure... If a Jonas gets the part, it's still a win. They should have just tried to be the lollipop guild, the three of them. <laughs> I don't think that's in Wicked. I look so forward you know. to seeing it someday. Wicked is a prequel. Quill. Prequel to The Wizard of Oz. Prequel. Just not quill. It's not a quill like you're writing an old feather pen. It's a quill. It's not like a quill that would come out of a upine, or as you probably know, it, a porcupine. Thanks for a mansplaining. Donna! <laughs> anyway, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Okay, so I have another Joe Bro story that we'll get to right after the break. Okay. Nick Jonas had a moment on stage that you might remember from six years ago. Kelsey Ballerini was out there. He came out doing a little guitar solo. Something went a little awry. Well, he said it landed him in therapy. We'll let you hear the moment that sent him to therapy. Uh, And then we got something interesting from the Surgeon General about social media issuing a warning. We'll tell you about that when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, guys, it's Donna for Spire Credit Union. I happen to be a member of Spire. I have a... um, I, I have a savings account with them, and these guys are great. I love going into their locations. Um, Eden Prairie is my branch. They're fantastic. We have one right down the street. In fact, there's 22 different Spire locations. And if you're in need of a loan, maybe you're looking for a new or a used car, maybe you've got debt to consolidate, uh, or looking to do some upgrades to your home, um, you might want to just pop into Spire and see what they can do for you. If you have an upcoming wedding, uh, you want to take a vacation, Spire Credit Union can help you finance just about anything, and they make the whole process super easy. Plus, you'll get a payment that works for your budget. You can visit myspire.com to learn more today. Um, And don't forget, Spire is insured by NCUA, and they are an equal housing opportunity lender. Good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. We were talking about uh, the Jonas Brothers in our last segment, and Steve has a follow up. I thought this was sort of funny. And, you know, you feel bad for him as well. So, Nick, not haha funny. Not haha funny, but just like, oh, interesting. Oh, this is what set it apart. Uh, Miguel, I think we, we've got the, uh, the, the, audio that we'll be able to let you hear. Here's what happened. Nick Jonas, he was performing with Kelsey Ballerini. 
2016 ACM, seven years ago. So she's singing, and then he comes out. You might forget that this even happened. He comes out from upstage and is just there with an electric guitar, and he comes out and is doing a solo. Okay. He then flubs one little riff, so like it sounds out of tune, and then goes blank and forgets. And then he just starts sort of like like on a muted string. There's a pause. Then he hits like one more note and then just walks forward, ditches it, and ends up singing with her. He said his mind went blank as he was walking forward. But I'll let you hear how it played out and then tell you what happened next. Okay. Sounds good. No, he just stopped. Uh-huh. So you, you heard it went out. It went out, and then he ended up like click, 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 click on a little muted string. Which, if you were watching it, you would see that. And then he hits a couple more notes, and is like, "All right, I'm just going to walk forward and sing now." But he said uh, he was on Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert Everybody's podcast. Everybody's on that podcast. I, yeah, people love that. And he said he could laugh about it now, but back then he couldn't. He said, "I started off, it was fine. As I walked towards her, I just went completely blank. I hit a wrong note." And blacked out. And now when you watch it, you see it. If you know that it's coming, you're like, oh, okay. That was just a little bad, awkward moment. And they're tight on him, too. And I'm sure at that point he's coming out like, I'm going to show them I'm more than just a, a boy, boy band. band guy. I'm a yeah. musician, and I'm going to rip this solo. Right. And he said uh, it caused him to go to therapy. I mean... <sighs> he said TV's always stressful. And, then and when it's you live. Up, it's yeah. live TV. So... I get it. You want to be good at the thing you do, right? I, I'm i just going to tell you, believe it or not, I used to be wound really tight. No. <laughs> Were we, all the way when? Last week? <laughs> if I made a mistake on the air when, quote unquote, talking up a song... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I would shut the mic off, have a fit. I would throw my headphones. I'd be so mad at myself for screwing up mm. something that should have, in my mind, have been very easy for me to do but like people would be afraid to walk in the control room because i couldn't get past it then i grew up and i thought you know what i didn't screw up someone's brain surgery Mm. you know sure talking i understand though with that with what we do it's loose it's conversational talking yes yours is like hey next up we've got the latest one from vince gill it's called mama don't make me do it (laughs) 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 What? <laughs> <laughs> that was not my best improv. Oh God, Mama, don't <laughs> You know what he was in that Italian accent, like Mario. 
Anyway, yeah, no, but no, just, that's you, much more of a performance. Like, do you know your line? Okay, and read it. Right. I but, get that. And I've also learned it's not about the mistake. It's about how well you can recover. Sure. So just totally. If you can recover, you know, make fun of yourself. Yes. I, whatever. That's that's the best way to handle that. I always loved watching Conan O'Brien because of as a young kid when I was ten and I started watching him. I noticed how self-deprecating he was. Yes. When a joke wouldn't go over, and then they'd start to like sort of pity laugh, and instead of just moving on, right. that makes me uncomfortable. But when you stop down and address it, right. I just think it's so funny. By the way, uh, speaking of this, uh, these these sort of moments where you just have this snafu, everything blacks out. I was listening to um, Kelly Ripa's podcast. I finally listened to it. They have like eight or ten episodes that are out. And it's really good. The uh, podcast that she did, the first episode that she does with her husband, uh, Mark Consuelos, very good. Really? You really feel like you're just listening to them talk about their marriage. It's called Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripa. She prefaces it and says, look, the most interesting conversations are always when we go to commercial break in the dressing room, in the green room, all of that. So I want to do more of that. So I really enjoyed the one with with, with Mark. So that was the first one that I listened to. I encourage you to listen to it. Laid back conversational. They even bring in their marriage therapist midway through the episode. And they say, all right, doctor, let's talk through some things. And then you can tell they they are both, you know, there's a, a performance element anytime a microphone is in front of you, but you can tell like happens in marriage counseling where she's saying something to sort of get it out there. And then he's saying something. They were talking about how they have a timeout word, like a safe word in arguments. Oh, that's smart. But then Mark is like, but Kelly, like she says, Mark doesn't accept the timeout word, the safe word. But then he tells the therapist, but that's because she'll essentially using her words, Punch me in the nose, kick me in the crotch, take a body shot, and then say, safe word. And he's like, wait a minute. It doesn't work that way. So anyway, it was interesting. But in the second episode, or the second one that I listened to, Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, God. My father. They, <laughs> he comes out and talks about this moment on Jimmy Fallon where he was doing his bit, was all excited, four and a half minutes, and then totally blanked. And was like, oh, my gosh. I'm blanking just like Nick Jonas did when he's right, going down to do the right. guitar solo. And he said, well, you watch it back and you'll hear me just say like, so I'm Italian. <laughs> and then he's like, what's going on? Where do I go from here? And then he quickly gets it. But the next time he went on Fallon, he said, would it be okay if we played that? He went over to Fallon and said during the break, I don't know what happened. I just totally forgot. And he was like, oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll take care of you. It's, it happens all the time. The next time he went on, he was like, we need to show this tape so you guys can understand the exact moment. That, like, it all went right. away for me. It happens to all of us. It's okay. Hopefully, it won't happen to your surgeon. That's um, the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> I always think of it this way. We're not making sculptures. We're making, with what we do, we're making right. mosaics. I it's, love you know, it. It's just you take a little piece each day, you add right. to the overall picture. We're making doo-doo. That's not yeah, what right. I think All mosaic right. means. Take that back. Um, hey, uh, I started Kelly Ripa's book on, on the plane to Vegas. Livewired. And yeah. then I left it on the plane to uh, Vegas. Uh, so can I have your book? Yes. All right. Let's let's uh, let's play a game. 651-641-1071. It is the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. And uh, you could win a fabulous prize. So call us now. Donna for Brad, Shaw, and Bryant. You know, when I was 13 years old, I got hit by a car and I ended up in the hospital for 80 days in traction. 
All I have to say is thank goodness my parents knew to contact an experienced personal injury lawyer or my mom and dad could have lost our house due to mounting medical bills. I tell you what, Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant assures me that that is the proper thing to do. If you are injured in an accident, first, of course, seek medical attention, even if you don't think your injury is any big deal. Don't take any chances. Then what you want to do is get in touch with an experienced personal injury attorney, just like Mike Bryant. He'll have a meeting with you completely free of charge, and he'll assess your case. And then if he takes on your case, uh, you still won't. uh, It's not going to cost you anything unless there is an actual settlement. Get a hold of Mike Bryant over at Bradshaw and Bryant. You can find him at MinnesotaPersonalInjury.com. Oh, I guess this is our cue, huh? Well, we're live. Woo! When did that happen? Just a couple seconds ago. Okay. You don't have to do your hair. We're, we're oh, okay. She's perfect yourself <laughs> like someone just came in, like the president just came into the building. Anyway, it's us, Donna and Steve. Welcome back to the show. Boy, I can tell Donna is in a feisty go-getter mood today. She's wearing a sweatshirt that says biatch. Uh, this is not a sweatshirt, and it doesn't say biatch. It says beach. My mistake. <laughs> this is a sweater. Sorry. Thanks. Just thought phonetically. I guess that works. Thank you. Let's play. Time, time to go to college. college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. Following up what was the upset of the century yesterday, when Steve needed help, he got a call from Logan, literally on a tractor, for country music of the 80s. Incredible. I will never forget that win. I already did. And Donna, during the tiebreaker, come on, said her name, rang in too early. Had she given herself an extra beat, Mm -hmm. she would have gotten it. It was well, about someone we'll in the Chattanooga Hall of Fame or something no, like that. No, class of 89. <laughs> yeah, but the final guy. Alan said, Jackson. Alan saying Jackson. Chattahoochee is what you're referring to. That's it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we've got uh, country music continuing. We've got three decades left. We've got 70s and before. Oh, wow. We've got 2010s and now to now and also 90s country. Ooh, so oh, that's where I'll excel. Oh, man. Steve, what, what do you feel like of those three would be your best chance? Not the 90s. Okay. I hate you. Rude! Boo! Donna. Boo. You just used the H word and little girls are going to start mimicking you today and saying, I hate you. Now they're in school. Okay. Today, it's 2010s to now. That's right. right. Okay. That is the decade we're focusing on during Country Music Week. Of course, we're rolling through musical mayhem. And we've got Piper on the line to uh, help out one of the two of you. Oh, hey, Piper, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Really good. good. I love the name Piper. I think it's a Cute. great name. I like Thank that you. too. Yeah, you're welcome. You don't hear a lot of Pipers. No, Piper, can we ask how old you are? Because you don't hear a lot of Pipers. And so we just want to figure out the age I, of this Piper. Yeah, I'm 21. Yeah, that okay. feels right. I awesome. If you're named after like Piper Parabo. That's the only Piper yep. I know. You are? Yep. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. <laughs> Also, we feel very hip that there's a 21-year-old listening. Don't forget to tell your friends to yeet. <laughs> if that was used correctly. Uh, no, not, not quite. Right. <laughs> hey, well, listen, Piper, I don't know country music, but I feel like you and I together, the Piper Patterson duo, 
could take down mean old Donna. What do you say? <laughs> you know, Steve, I think I gotta go with Donna today. Yeah. No, Piper, Woo! no! Piper! My fate has been sealed! You're my best friend! <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Alright, I hope I don't let you down. Maybe you can help me. All right. Okay. Piper, you're going on hold. Steve's stepping outside of the studio again today. It is uh, 2010's country. So basically country of the last, you know, 13 years or so, last decade. So Okay. You oh, ready to do this? Sure. All righty. We will get it started with this one. Uh, by the way, the score, 56 Steve after yesterday's win, 55 Donna. So this is to tie it all back up once again. Okay. This former Division One quarterback wrote songs for Kenny Chesney, Keith Urban, and Billy Currington before breaking out with the tune Leave the Night On and his biggest hit in 2017, Body Like a Back Road. Oh, that's... I think that's Sam Hunt. I would have I would have said Lee Bryce, but Sam Hunt. Her 2010 powerful song, The House That Built Me, was her biggest, going four times platinum. That is Miranda Lambert. Former Hootie frontman Darius Rucker won a Grammy in 2013 for his version of this Bob Dylan song. Wagon Wheel. Okay. I think that's to... right. I think I think I nailed it. What do you want to do with these next 14 seconds? I want to tell you that the song from by Miranda Lambert is one of the best written country songs ever. Amen. Everyone should go one. listen to it. Yes. All right. Uh, Piper, what do you think? I honestly agree with all of those. Yay! So I hope we're right. I <laughs> hope we are, too. All right. I'll go get Steve. Steve! <laughs> I'll go get him. Steve! Steve! <laughs> get in here. Hey, buddy boo. You might do okay. Well, I thought that this is the only decade that I have a, a puncher's a chance. chance in. You might. You might. Rascal Flats. Not bad. Chubbs and Watney. <laughs> they just missed the cut. That was going to be my fifth oh, question. Man. Sorry. Um, are you ready? Are you ready to do this? Yes. All right. We'll start it off again. 2010s. And I did remind people, Steve, uh, this is uh, for Donna to tie this back up again. Oh, man. And I All should right. also remind everybody, if you go to the show page, it's now live over there. Oh, the score is. Oh, awesome. So if you go to my talk and uh, click on Donna and Steve, you're going to see the actual score of uh, College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Oh, I think he's going to do better than I want him to. Let's see. Yeah, uh, started okay. off with this one. This former Division I quarterback wrote songs for Kenny Chesney, Keith Urban, and Billy Currington before breaking out with the tune Leave the Night On and his biggest hit in 2017, Body Like a Back Road. Eric Church? Her 2010 powerful song, The House That Built Me, was her biggest going four times platinum. Miranda Lambert? Former Hootie frontman Darius Rucker won a Grammy in 2013 for his version of this Bob Dylan song. Wagon Wheel. Let's do a couple. Let's just read them again. The former Division One quarterback wrote songs for those three artists, breaking out with the tune Leave the Night On and his biggest hit in 2017, Body Like a Back Road. Yeah, sure. I'll stick with Church. Her tooth. Any other... I don't know. Okay. I don't feel good about any of this stuff except Wagon Wheel, which is a great song! Great song. I have... I... I... I'm really uncertain about the first one. I am also Donna. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, I, I don't know Division if the person was a writer, then they put out their own song, or if their biggest hit was by a different artist. Mm. In which case, I would have said Lee Bryce. Thank you. Mm. All righty. Let's roll through these here. We'll go with the uh, second one. Uh, her 2010 powerful song, The House That Built Me, going four times platinum. You both nailed it. Miranda yeah. Lambert. She's talking Ooh, about that song the other day. Wow. Okay. Maybe that's why I got it. So good. Uh, former Hootie frontman Darius Rucker won a Grammy in 2013 for his version of this Bob Dylan song. Yes, you both knew that one. Wagon Wheel, the correct answer. Great. 
great version of that yeah, song. Excellent. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, Old Crow Medicine Show did it before he did. They also right? have a good uh, version of it. Yes. Rarely does Bob Very Dylan, cool. forgive me, have the best version of a Bob Dylan song. <laughs> We found out yesterday <laughs> during the same name game. Yes, right. uh, and finally, this former Division One quarterback wrote songs for Kenny Chesney, Keith Urban, and Billy Currington before breaking out with the tune Leave the Night On and his biggest hit in 2017, Body Like a Back Road. He played quarterback, well, at least he was on the team for Mid-Tennessee State, transferred then to the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Okay, before you reveal this. Yeah. Slow roll me what Donna's answer was. Donna's answer was Sam Hunt. Snap, that sounds for sure right. Your, Dang it. Your answer was... Eric Church. Eric Church. Oh, I thought it was Chubbs and She Martin. also saw, thought it was maybe Lee Bryce. The correct answer is Sam Hunt. Yeah! Nicely yeah. done. Right. Sweep, Piper. sweep, sweep, and Piper, you're the winner. Oh, Yay. man. This is Thanks for one. picking me. Hey, Piper, you want to do the, uh, the tiebreaker for kicks and giggles? Oh, Oh, sure. (laughs) Hang on tight. There is the tiebreaker ringing with your name. Since appearing on a singing competition show, she's toured with Harry Styles, Lady A, Katy Perry, and Willie Nelson. She's won six Grammys, seven CMA, and three ACM awards. Her biggest hits are Butterflies, Space Cowboy, and Rainbow. Donna. Piper. Go, Piper. Kelsey Musgrave. You got it, girl. Casey Musgrave. There you go. Nicely done. Yay. We'll give her half a point because she merged Kelsey Baller- Ballerini and Kel- Kelsey Casey Musgraves. Casey Musgraves yeah. Oh, she said Kelsey Ballerini. Oh, no, she or said Kelsey, Kelsey Musgraves. Musgraves. Whatever, but guys, right, it doesn't yeah. matter. Knew, I lost. Piper, you are a rock star. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you. Hey, Piper, Snapchat to the whatever twenty-one-year-olds do. Tell them that listening to Don and Steve is a surefire way to getting hip. And doing it right. Oh boy! Okay. I will for sure do that. Okay, please don't, don't use those words. Thank you. We love you. <laughs> okay, hold on. I know. Oh man, that was fun. Dang, that was a good one. Yeah, he co-wrote uh, "Come Over" by Kenny Chesney. Also co-wrote "Cop Car" for Keith Urban, That's and a "We great Are song. Tonight" with Billy Currington. Okay, so he co-wrote all those. I would yeah. like to offer a brief edit to what we have up. I'm on the Don and Steve page on my talk, so that we can see the College of Pop Culture <laughs> knowledge right there on your right hand side. The only problem is you can't see the numbers. Oh, because they're in black. We need them to be in white. I'll talk to people. Yeah, but so otherwise, yeah, it's like this. Uh, hmm. Like when you try to fill up the fundraising tube, you know what I mean? Me lucky. Uh oh, she coming me over here now. See that? Nope. No, do you see this? See where my mouse is? Over here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See college pop. Now look, watch. I'm gonna highlight. All right, Steve is describing. Wait, okay. okay. Oh, see now the number shows up. See that? Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So am I winning? You're no, it's tied. It's all tied up. Oh man. Which you want to see a change in real time, Steve? Yeah. Oh watch, my god. Watch okay, wait, wait, this. wait, wait. Wow, wait, hang on. Okay. okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. This means Mike has access to the uh You ready? Yes, we're ready. ready. Okay. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Hold right, on. So he's got access to our, our webpage right now. Now refresh. And then I'm gonna hit refresh and this is gonna be different. Uh mine is still the same. Doesn't matter. Oh. Your heart is in the right place, and we believe yeah. it's gonna be fixed. It I blame the be. internet. Yeah, what a time to be alive. Hey, um, <laughs> by the way, we were discussing earlier who was winning the game we've got coming up at 1130. Yeah. It's me. Five to four. Mm-hmm. Donna Woo! is up. So I've got a chance. Listen to this. It's five to four right now for whose voice is it anyway? 
It's 56 to 56 in the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. That's pretty darn good. This is good. This is where we want to be. We don't want a 10-point gap. Am I right? Yes. Marmalade. Marmalade. What about, what was that? uh, South Carolina. Carolina. No, yeah, South Carolina. But then there was also the, um, the song. Mama Don't Make Me. Who did we say that was by? Vince Gill's big hit. Right. Mama Don't Make Me Do It. All right. That was last segment. If you're not listening all the time, you should. You can download our show as individual, as a podcast. You can subscribe to it that way. You can listen to any hour, anytime. All yeah. right. When we come back, I had a show suggestion for you and your daughter. Okay. I don't know if. I don't know. I just don't know. I'll tell you about. The, I was trying to watch something something different last night, and I did, and I loved it, and then I didn't. You and should I, have watched the mermaid thing instead. No, oh dear God, no. Anyway, we've got that on the way. I'll tell you about it. Also, uh, kid, kid, kitty, 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 wants to quit the idol. I don't believe this story. You don't? No. I think she's irritated with the producers. We'll tell you why when we come right back on my talk. Good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. So I checked out a show yesterday. It's called Rosie's Theater Kids. Ever heard of it? No. So this is amazing. This is so it is a nonprofit started by Rosie O'Donnell who helps kids realize their dreams of success in the arts and in life. So it's a docu, I, I don't know if it's a docu-series or a documentary, just a one-parter. But it is fascinating to see these young kids practicing and trying out for um for parts on Broadway and some of them get scholarships to go to college and they are mostly underprivileged kids in New York City but the whole process was just really fun to watch and to see all these talented people from New York they're not all necessarily from New York but I thought this might be something for Adeline to check out just to kind of see the process and, and how it all works on like a bigger yeah stage. Yeah, my daughter loves theater. Yes. yes. And so Rosie O'Donnell started this after school program for these kids who otherwise might not have had these opportunities. And I think I think I saw it on Paramount. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. Yep, and it was, I started to like it, then it started to lose me a little bit, and I don't know why. Um, but you might, you guys might be interested in just checking it out. There there were, there was a couple of questionable things that I was like, oh, maybe this isn't great for kids, uh, not or for your kids. Sure. But you might want to, like, watch it and see if you think it's something that she would be interested in. But the, very impressive that... Rosie Rosie's O'Donnell. Theater Kids, which has been around since two thousand and three. Oh, I thought it was longer. Yeah, um, yeah, it was founded April tenth, two thousand three. Okay, it is really 
it's very cool. So it's in, I guess it's for, they've got some other stuff for specifically for fifth graders, but it serves schools and students primarily in New York city who are um, usually, like I said, come from underprivileged situations. Is Rosie in it? She is in the background part of it. Yes. When she presented somebody with a, a scholarship, I believe uh, she was in it, but she didn't do, there wasn't like a lot of interviews with her. It was mostly just showing the process of these, these kids learning dance moves and songs and rehearsing one-on-one with a piano player and getting tips. Um, just like you see judges on American Idol say, you know, pull back here a little bit. Sure. Stop doing that weird thing with your hands. You know, it's it's just I really start I enjoyed it and then I lost interest <laughs> along the way. Sounds like a typical Donna the review. review. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. You should absolutely watch this. I don't know though, you might not I loved it. It just wasn't <laughs> holding my attention. It's it's great. You're like a magic eight ball. You know? <laughs> what was the like, brightness like on the show? Was it dark actually, or was it, it was pretty bright? Okay, good. Just it was actually sure. pretty bright. And we I, do mean physical yes. screen Lighting. brightness, yes. not tone. Because so many things I watch are not just tone like dark in subject, but dark in physical light. Double dark is what right. we call that. Yes. And Mino like you double dark, yeah? Because sometimes I'll I'll be watching. And go, I can't even see what they're doing in that room. Like, what? What's happening? You have a lot of ambient light in the room that you watch in? It's darker downstairs than it is upstairs, and that's where I watch TV. Downstairs? Yes. Like, sometimes I could see myself in the TV. So that would be kind of dark. That would be pretty dark, yeah. Yeah. So it's a basement, you know? It's darker. You watch in the basement? Not the basement below the basement. Of course not. That's Just the for lower meat level. storage. The lower level. Lower level. How many levels are in your house? Help it's me understand. Multiple. Is it a split level home? Sort of. So you walk in. Uh huh. You've got a kitchen and dining room. No, okay, but not like a, because a traditional split level is you walk in and you've got a choice. You're to on make. a landing. Are yes. you up or you down? There was an addition put on the house, which is why there's. A kitchen and a dining room. Okay, so the kitchen and the dining room. So the kitchen, in my head, I've always had your kitchen just off the right of the your your living room, your TV room. No. Really? Not even close. Not even close. And then there's a living room above the living room and the basement below the basement. It's living room above the living room just where you would sit <laughs> with people, but you wouldn't watch a program. No. Oh, well, there is one of those, yes, where you would sit and there visit. There is one of those. Are you guys yes. all catching this? There's one of the, Sorry, let me go through the Rolodex of the rooms in my home. Yeah, we have one of those. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think it's typical. You know, you have the parlor, and then you have the family room, or the den. Yeah. As we used to call it. The, the parlor is where the plastic's on the furniture. That's right, yes. So anyway. Do not sit unless explicitly invited to sit. Right. And now this. Katy Perry has been getting some bad press this season for supposedly being the mean judge on American Idol. And now rumor has it she is considering quitting the show. So this is coming from British tabloid, so I could see why you wouldn't believe the story. But apparently she feels like the producers have thrown her under the bus by editing the show in a way to make her seem like she's... Nasty or 
but I don't know how much editing you. Uh, well, well, yeah. I I don't know. I I watch the show now. I watch it through my own lens. Everybody could view it differently. It does not seem like that. You have to understand how far we are from the days of mean judges on American Idol. Yes. It is a love fest. And what And it's kind of annoying actually. What we've loved specifically from one Catherine Perry is that she will give a note in real time and say wait, no no no, no, listen. Step back. I want you to try this. Right. Then, now they're referencing a couple of different auditions and saying that she was cast in a bad light. I don't buy it and the main reason I don't buy it is I, maybe I'm naive here. I really think that the judges are loving the job. I'm sure they're loving the paycheck, but they seem but to especially really, her. She's what, yeah, getting ten getting million a most. season or oh, something. Oh, it's more than that. It's more than ten. I think she's at like seventeen or eighteen. Really? And I think Lionel's at like eleven or twelve. Luke's at like fourteen or fifteen. Okay. Anyway, whatever the money might be, it really seems that they they reference themselves as almost parents, show parents on that show, and they just love the aspect of finding and discovering talent and sure. then helping to grow sure. them up in it. So maybe I'm naive and they're just putting their best foot forward on the on the show, but I really think that they genuinely are enjoying themselves. Right. And I think okay. that this is uh, fake news trying to get headlines. Twenty five million dollars per season. Now, that's not bad. Uh, that is not bad. I would be like, yeah, you could throw me under the bus. Go ahead. Whatever. Yeah. More than the other two combined. Luke's oh, at 12, right. Lionel's at 10. Okay. 10, 12, 25. Wow. That's wow. insane. I want 25 million. I want. 25 is it 5 million? Mil- is this how the, the book The Secret worked, right? 25 million. million. Yes. I want 25 million. All right. All right. It'll happen. See if we're back after the break, you suckers. We're going to be rich and snorting caviar. Scratch your uh, lottery thingy. What do you call those things? Tickets? (laughs) You know what? We probably will be back after the break, come to think of it. Yeah, probably. Whether you want us or not. We've got a uh, dirt alert coming your way. Tom Hanks had a moment last night at the red carpet in Cannes. We'll Mm. tell you what's going on there, what we know. Also, Kate Middleton asked to sign an autograph. She refused. Find out why.